Section 52 of The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1, Mammals, by Charles Lewis Cornish. Editor. The Sambar, or Rusine Deer. Sambar may be shortly described as large deer, having rough, shaggy coats and big, rugged antlers of simple type, usually displaying but three tines. They belong to the group known as typical deer, although they are but distantly connected with the red deer. The color of the coat is usually dark umber brown, marked with chestnut about the rump and underparts. The well-known sambar of India stands as much as five feet four inches at the withers, and weighs, before being cleaned, some 600 pounds. The longest pair of antlers yet recorded, Roland Ward's Records of Big Game, measure 48 inches in length over the outer curve, usually to be found among jungly wooded hills and mountains in many parts of India and Ceylon, this fine stag affords first-rate sport, and is much sought after by shikaris. It is to be met with in small troops of from four to a dozen, or singly, while during the rutting season the animals rove in more considerable herds. In jungle and thickly forested regions, it is a hard matter to come up with the sambar on foot, and it is there usually shot from elephant back, by the aid of beaters. In more open hill country, it affords good stalking. In Ceylon, it is hunted with hounds, and yields in this way also capital sport. These animals seem to revel in heat, and love to shelter themselves in hot, stifling valleys. They drink only once in two or three days. It is a noticeable feature in connection with the antlers of the sambar that they are not invariably shed annually, as with most of the deer kind. In Ceylon, according to Sir Samuel Baker, they are shed with great irregularity every third or fourth year. Lieutenant Colonel Reginald Herbert Percy thus writes concerning the sambar, or sambur. Compared with the Kashmir stag, red deer, or wapiti, he looks an ugly, coarse, underbred brute. As the sambur is almost entirely nocturnal in its habits, it is most commonly shot in drives, and in many places it is almost impossible to obtain sambur otherwise, but where it can be managed, stalking is, of course, far better fun. The sportsman should be on his ground just before daylight and work slowly through the forest at the edge of the feeding grounds, taking the bottom of the hill if there are crops on the plain below, or, failing these, the edges of the open glades in the forest. Presently, if there are any sambar about, he will hear their trumpet-like call, and, creeping on, see two or three dark forms moving among the trees. In the gray of the morning, it is often very hard to distinguish a stag from a hind, and the writer has, on several occasions, had to wait, after viewing the herd, till there was light enough to pick his stag. Even in broad daylight, it is difficult to judge the size of a stag's horns as he stands motionless in the deep gloom of the forest, and what little can be seen of them makes them look three times their real size. The beam is so massive and the tines so long. The stag, too, is such a big beast, standing nearly a hand taller than a barasing, that if seen in the open, he looks as big as our Irish elk. All driving should be done during the heat of the day, when the animals are lying down. Trying to drive when the beasts are naturally on the move generally results in the game leaving the beat before the men are in their places. 
It may sound ridiculous for a man to get up a tree in a sambur drive, but he is far more likely to get an easy shot in this position, as the deer will neither see nor wind him. He commands more ground, and he runs no risk of heading back the wary old hind which often leads the herd, the chances being that if he is rightly posted, the herd will come right under his tree. Another advantage is that, his fire being plunging, he can shoot all round without danger to the beaters. In some part of the Himalaya, native shikaris declare that they often shoot sambur by selecting a likely path and improvising a salt lick, after the fashion of Laplanders when they want to catch their tame reindeer. The flesh of this deer is coarse and only moderately good eating. The Malayan sambar, found from Assam through Burma to the Malay Peninsula, and in Siam, Hainan, Borneo, and perhaps Sumatra, is slightly less in size than its Indian prototype. The antlers vary somewhat and are shorter and stouter. The longest antlers yet recorded measure 30 and 7 eighths inches over the outer curve. These come from Borneo. The Formosan sambar, sometimes called Swinho's deer, is, again, closely connected with the Malayan sambar and may be looked upon as purely a local race. The antlers appear to run smaller, the best recorded examples only extending to 19 and 3 quarter inches. The Luzon sambar, Philippines, a small subspecies, and the Sketchuan sambar, northwest China, are also local races of the same species. This last seems thus far to occupy the most northerly habitat of this group. The Basilan sambar, Philippines, is, like its congener of Luzon, a small subspecies, standing no more than from 24 to 26 inches of the shoulder, of slender build, and with the hindquarters higher than the withers. The best antlers yet recorded measure no more than 15 and one-half inches. It is interesting to note that as the island of Basilan is the smallest of the Philippines, so is this sambar by far the smallest of its group. Its restricted habitat has no doubt conduced during long ages to bring about this result. The Javan sambar, or Rusa, is a distinct species, found, as its name implies, in the island of Java. The antlers are somewhat slender, but are, next to those of the sambar of India, the longest of the group. The best recorded pair measure 35 and one-half inches, while another pair from Maritus, where this animal has been introduced, measure half an inch longer. This sambar is smaller than the great sambar of India, and is about on a par with a good red deer. The Moluccan rusa, a subspecies somewhat smaller than the Javan deer, is found in Celebes and certain islands, Boru, Bachian, and Amboina, in the Moluccan group, while the Timor rusa, a closely allied congener, is found on the islands of Timor, Simao, and Kambing. It is possible, nay, even probable, that the Malays may, in times gone by, have introduced certain of these rusine deer from one habitat to another. Such, at least, seems to be the presumption among naturalists. Dr. Goulimard, in that charming book, The Cruise of the Marchesa, page 357, gives some interesting information concerning Moluccan sambar in the little-known island of Bachian. The inhabitants, living for the most part in the hills, kill and smoke the deer and bring the meat into the villages for sale. 
we were fortunate enough to assist at one of their hunts, in which no other weapon than the spear is used. The side of a large ravine, which had been partially cleared, and presented a confused jumble of fallen trees and low brushwood, was assigned to us as our post, and from the extensive view it commanded, we were able later in the day to watch one run almost from start to finish, although at first the sport appeared to be successful in every direction but our own. At length, a stag broke covert about five hundred yards above us, and descended the slopes of the ravine, but shortly afterwards turned and made for the forest again. He was met by some of the hunters and driven back, but the dogs were now in full cry and pressed him hard, the hunters meanwhile racing at their utmost speed above in order to prevent his regaining the jungle. He now altered his direction and turned down once more towards us, but the fallen trees were so thick that the dogs gained rapidly on him. He made one more effort for his life by doubling, but it was too late, and in another minute the dogs and hunters had fairly run him down. Deer were probably the earliest animals of the chase. Their bones are found in the cave dwellings of prehistoric man, and some of the earliest efforts at drawing represent these animals. Other Typical Deer So numerous are the typical deer that they are not concluded even by the long list of animals already enumerated. We proceed now to glance briefly at the remainder of this important group. The Philippine spotted deer, or Prince Alfred's deer, is a small but extremely handsome species, found in the islands of Samar and Leyte. The height is under 30 inches, the color very dark brown, spotted with white, the underparts, chin, and upper portion of the legs also white. Another small servine from the Philippine group is the Calamane's deer, a darkish brown beast found in the island of that name. The little Bavian deer, another island deer from the Bavian group between Borneo and Java, should also be mentioned. Very little is known of the habits of these three deer, and few specimens even of their skins and horns have reached Europe. The hog deer, allied to the last-named species, is an animal much better known, found as it is in many parts of India and Burma. This handsome little deer stands from 24 to 28 inches at the shoulder and carries antlers which average from 10 to 15 inches and reach occasionally as much as 21 or 22 inches. One specimen is recorded measuring 23 and 1 quarter inches. It has a yellowish or reddish-brown coat, minutely speckled with white. The summer coat is paler and marked with white or palish-brown spots. This sturdy little deer is found usually in long grass and affords excellent snap-shooting. It is also run into with dogs and speared by mounted sportsmen. Major Fitzherbert thus describes a chase of this kind. He, the little stag, stood at bay with head down and bristles raised like a miniature red deer of Landseer's, but broke away when I came up. Once he charged the bitch and knocked her over. He stood at bay two or three times, but I could never get a spear into him for fear of hurting the dogs. At last, one time, as he was breaking bay, I came up and he charged me with such force as to break one of his horns clean off against the spear. However, I struck him in the spine and rolled him over. These little deer have quite extraordinary pluck and have been known even to charge and wound a horse. The cheetle, or Indian spotted deer, often called the axis deer, a very beautiful species, is the common jungle stag of India. Standing about three feet or a little over, its lovely coat of bright reddish fawn is thickly spotted with white at all seasons of the year. 
The horns are somewhat of the sandbar type and measure as much as 36 or 38 inches in length in fine specimens. These exquisite deer are often found in considerable herds and are a forest-loving species. The swamp deer, the true Barasingh of India, as distinguished from the Kashmir stag, which is often loosely called Barasingh, is a plain-loving species, found in various parts of India and characterized by handsome antlers, bearing as many as from 10 to 16 points. This is a big, heavy deer, standing nearly 4 feet at the withers and weighing as much as 40 stone. The summer coat is light rufous, more or less spotted with white. The winter coat is yellowish-brown. A near relative to this deer is Schomburg's deer, found in northern Siam. The antlers of this stag are most curiously forked and bifurcated. The Thamin, or Eld's deer, sometimes called the brow-antlered deer, is another plains deer, found chiefly from Manipur through Burma to the Malay Peninsula. It is a good-sized species, standing about 3 feet 9 inches at the shoulder and weighing as much as 17 stone. The large antlers are simple in type, the brow tines curving down curiously over the forehead. The tail is sharp, and the neck provided with a mane, the young being spotted. A Siamese race of Eld's deer, found in Siam and Hainan, differs somewhat from the Burmese type. End of section 52. Recording by Autumn, Rhinelander, Wisconsin.